Hey, welcome back. This is episode four of uh, of Epic Epoch, your last Epoch podcast here. So joining me as always is uh, is my buddy here, Dread. Dread from Epic Builds. We there still... you go. How's that sound? <laughs> it's pretty good. We need we need the perfect transition and get your uh, get your introduction in there. I'll figure it out for next time. Ah, well, that's okay. We can talk about it later. So we uh we are just outside of patch 085D. So one of our previous podcasts, we had been talking about how 085C was one of our favorite uh favorite hotfixes, favorite patches that we've ever had in Last Epoch because of the changes to stability. So now that we're in patch 085D, remember we have both new dungeons in the game. So like we have the old first dungeon, Temporal Sanctum, and now we also have Lightless Arbor, which continues to one-shot me because I'm not quite sure what to do. <laughs> and also the uh the Soulfire Bastion. So with this new hotfix with uh with patch D here. We have the introduction of a handful of new unique items, which are sweet. Handful. This is like its own update worth of uniques. <laughs> we have a lot of uniques. Let me let me make sure that I can turn you up a little bit. Yeah, let's go like this. All right. Perfect. So so uh, we we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. We can talk about like the uh, the update itself. We can talk about like each individual unique item. But I think I think the way that I want to start this out, Dread, if it's okay with you, is just let, let's let's touch base. Let's let's talk about what builds we're playing recently. Yeah. Yeah, of course. What have you been up to, Perry? So, Other than dying. <laughs> uh, I guess I, I've been doing a couple of different builds. I feel like I'm playing a different one each day. But uh, just off the top of my head, um, we're at the beginning of a new race weekend, which is something that Vision GL does. So I'm going to play kind of a skeptical build. I'm going to see what I can do with Frostbite as a Sork. I feel like if you're going to play like a quote unquote bad or like not top tier Frostbite build, you might as well do it on the Sork because at least you have idols and like helmet prefixes and body armor prefixes just to piece something together. So I'm going to see what I can do with the Volcanic Orb. I think I think that's what I'm working on right now. Snow drifts or bust, baby. Hopefully. We'll see. Maybe some movement speed on my Because at least you have Frostbite duration in like Sork and stuff. So yeah, maybe, maybe it's a build. We'll find out. And you know, if that busts, maybe we'll play crit, maybe we'll play disintegrate, but something along those lines. And then outside of this, I like I've really taken one of your old build videos is like ignite warpath thing, dual wield as a paladin. And I've been just like gearing the crap out of it. Ignite paladin. <laughs> it's like every item is three LP. Everything's super high value. It's like an incredibly strong character. It's like, ooh, I didn't, I I didn't know the Gucci warpath paladin. was actually a character I enjoyed. It's Gucci paladin. That's oh, what I call it's, it. it. It's, it's Gucci paladin. All right. So that's that's me. That's what I'm working on. What what are you working on these days? I saw a lot of videos come up from you. Well, I have been trying to go more towards a conversational video topic because I realized that I wanted to have time to actually work on my builds and make them the best they can be. And to do that, I need time. So instead, I just like make a conversational video, talk about a topic. Like, for instance, I recently did one about Vessel of Strife and how it is one of the most underrated uniques I've ever seen ever. And it just makes me cry every single time I see an Exanguinous on Necro. Uh, then there's, like, the one about the damage numbers that, like, the amount of damage you actually need for Endgame. And for the builds I've been working on, Hungering Souls Ignite Lich, I just finished the other day, finished the build guide. Oh my god it made me so happy to make a new lich build that isn't anything that we've seen before 
It's not. It's not like it's not a poison lich. It's not a crit yeah. marina's uh, lich. It's just like an it, ignite with like no support. Yeah. Well, it is the first of its kind. It is an ignite slash spell damage over time hybrid. Yes, you heard that right, folks. A hybrid build EHG. They've been wanting this for a long time now. It's finally there. It exists. And it is one of the strongest Lich builds right now. Even Arborist was like, hey, this looks pretty good. And it's like, well... And then, of course, you know, they fix Wandering Spirits and that's back on top again. But we won't talk about that now. Uh, but the idea is you use Hungering Souls to ignite enemies. And it does so much obscene amounts of damage that you can get away with chipping off damage and focusing on an Infernal Shade setup for clear... And you'll do just fine. And it's hilarious. It's T4 Drilla viable. Never thought I'd ever say that about an Infernal Shade build. Like, you can do uh, Kermoris with it. Like, I'm I'm so in love with the build, and I'm so sad I had to move on. But guess what? We're going to be playing Infernal Shade again soon. And then after that, it was... I wanted to try to redeem myself, because I recently played, like, a Spellblade static build, and it was absolute garbage, especially after learning about the unintended interaction of Surge bypassing the mana cost of, uh, you know, static, which was very sad and kind of just kills the whole entire idea of playing it on Spellblade. So I wanted to make an actual Spellblade build, and Surge, with Veyon's Charge and, like, Vessel of Strife, it... It is one of the tankiest Spellblades I've ever played. 70% armor on bosses, 5k ward, like Vessel of Strife, like over 1k ward per second. It is by far one of the best like Spellblade builds I've played in terms of how much fun it is and how like insanely strong it is. And some uh, other people, they, uh, they are not Surge believers, but I have been turned into a surge believer by this after seeing a 5 million crit on the dummy with a one-handed spell blade that's like using an apocalypse shield. And oh my god, it just made me love the build instantly. Five, 5 million damage is nothing to scoff at. So Every three seconds. <laughs> we, uh, we, we actually talked a lot about damage numbers recently. And this is like going back to one of those videos that you, that you made, the conversational mm -hmm. videos. And you were talking about damage numbers. So when I think about damage numbers, like for the most part, I, I enjoy playing ailment builds. And when I think about ailment builds, I think like, okay, if my ailment build, like, you know, you know, not poison based because poison ramps itself on the dummy, but something like frostbite, something like bleed, if I can get at least 200,000 damage on the dummy, I feel like, yeah, this is probably fine. Like it's not going to be busted, but 200,000 is like, this is, this is good. This is playable. And for me, importantly, it's something that I can take into one of these like weekend hardcore races. So like, is 200k like a number that matters to you as well? Or did you find something else? Yeah, I found that that's like about the entry point of endgame and how it feels good. So dots, like dots in general, they're very like, what do you call it? They, they kind of misrepresent themselves because if you don't know, most ailments, all of the ailments, they tick twice per second. So technically... If you're doing 200k ticks on the dummy, you're actually doing 400k DPS and stuff like that. Like, for instance, you feel like 200k ticks on the dummy, that's 200, but it's 400 per second. And then, for instance, if you compare it to, like, the, the Surge build, which gets, like, 5 million crits every 3 seconds or whatever, right? At the most, it's more like 3 million. And you compare that to, like, 600k DPS, 
over those three seconds. Oh, 600k, like, amount of damage over those three seconds. It looks a lot more, like, closer than you think it is. It's just since it ticks every second, like, every half second, it just fools you into thinking that's your actual DPS, even though that's just half of it. Infernal Shade's even worse than this, because it ticks three times per second. So, like, for instance, you'll be doing 30k ticks you're like oh my god that's absolute garbage and then you realize wait that's 90k dps in the end that's not terrible for like clear anyways yeah so you you combined um i guess speaking specifically about the uh, the ignite lich build that you made recently which really stood out to me because i didn't think ignite lich was something that i was ever going to be excited about but you took a ignite hungering soul which you can proc off of your death seal and then you can also cast it yourself which is a huge amount of damage you showed me like eight hundred thousand yeah. to a million dot damage on ignite it was like enormous but it has i had to cut it down to 600k speed. though because the other stuff even, even 600k is triple what i want now the thing is the reason why it does so much damage is because you know how we were talking about the other day about how like ignite is bad because it has no support well hungering souls happens to be one of those skills that has support for ignite i.e it has 200% effect and 200% duration from one node. That is, I think if you did the math, that is, that's nine times your damage for five points. You know, it, it reminds other, me, like, I'm, I'm, I'm playing this Ignite Paladin thing that I'm the, the, the Gucci Paladin that we just made a joke about. And mm -hmm. like Warpath has Ignite effect in it. And then you also get access to Volatile Reversal for enemies taking increased damage. And like, yeah. when you actually have these things in your Ignite build, your Ignites can deal big damage. Well, the biggest thing that Ignite excels at specifically, at least for Warpath, is the ability of being able to build into Ignite and Bleed at the same time without having to run the gloves, Malin's Hubris, because you're allowed to run Wing Guards, which already puts you a step ahead of other ailment Warpath builds because... Like, for instance, if it's a bleed one, they have to run Salt the Wounds, of course. It, sound, it sounds like you're telling me that Morditus's Reach Frostbite Warpath isn't going to work? What, what are you trying to say? I mean, to be fair, the 100% Fire Pen from Warpath is pretty busted, so... Pretty, pretty good! <laughs> it's like, All right, turns so, out that's so, pretty good. So you were playing this, this Infernal Shade thing as your clear speed, and you are talking about, like, okay, so, so it takes three times a second, but it, it deals 900 or uh, 90k damage for clear yeah it's it's it depends it depends if you have death seal up yada 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 you get some buffs when you kill stuff it's like like it it, it it's very variable sometimes you'll be doing 4k ticks sometimes you'll be doing like 1k ticks the reason why it works is because since you can put one infernal shade on one mob and you can put one infernal shade on the other mob they are close to each other they tick for each other and I think that this is why Infernal Shade originally does so little damage, is it was never meant to do single target damage, obviously, and it was just meant to be used in that fashion. The problem is, like, Infernal Shade, like, Shades in general, like, Dread Shade has this too, has some of the worst targeting I have ever seen ever in any skill, like, ever. Like, for instance... The way it works is it will target the thing that is either nearest to you or nearest to your cursor, whatever it's closer. The problem is 
is if the thing that's near to you, that's near to your cursor or whatever, if that already has a shade on it, you know what happens? Guess what happens? Nothing? It reapplies the same shade on the same enemy that already had the shade. So Nothing. if you're, you're, you're spamming okay, or casting it, and what's happening is it's not going to other targets, and you're just like, why am I not doing anything? I'm like, oh yeah, I'm, I just reapplied like Infernal Shade on the same mob six times in a row. That's why. <laughs> Absolutely wonderful. And thankfully, we have an out for that with zombies. Zombies, at least uh, on death, they can cast Infernal Shade on enemies, and that allows you to kind of bypass that slightly. It's not the best ever, obviously, but you can slightly bypass that. So then the zombies also give you vanguards, and vanguards are a minion that boosts the damage for your for your yeah, uh, hungering, hungering souls. souls. Yeah. The whole and thing it's is way like, more consistent than like yeah. regular skeletons. It's just a little bit of mana cost. All right, all right. So I, I guess I wanted to ask, now that you have this like new archetype, basically, for uh for like a ignite lich, there is a new infernal shade item out there, right? Yeah. One of the new uniques for this patch? And let me say this now, it is not compatible with the current build I made. That that requires its own build because it requires the usage of Dread Shade. And that's like, well, you gotta be a lit I mean you gotta be a necromancer for that. Unless you're like on that like one patch we had where you know you could access Dread Shade as a lich. Remember that? The bug. Are, are we are we gonna see like <laughs> like self cast, like self spell casting um liches or sorry, uh necromancers soon to make use of this thing? Uh Tell you what, I you know, plan we, on we, it for the, for the people who are watching here live, and for anyone who's on YouTube, let's uh, let's pull this up on the screen. Can yep, you uh, I'm bring up Lich's Envy here? Here you yeah, go. Yeah, let's let's do let's do this real quick so we can just share it. Right, go ahead. All right, so Lich's Envy. The idea, the ideology of this skill is you have increased spell fire damage for internal state, well plus per active dread shade. Uh, that is one of the biggest problems with these kind of builds is they can't deal enough flat because they would be like, you know, running a two-handed staff and that's it. That's all you get. So getting flat is the most imperative for this. And this isn't a lot. This is a lot. So per active dread shade. Well, what you can do is you can do the zombie loop where you have zombies and you have the zombies apply infernal shade to enemies. And then you can put... Dread shades on the zombie slash parasites, which will create more dread shades, which will create more infernal shades, and continue the cycle. And you can just spam dread shade. The problem is, like I mentioned before, dread shade has obscenely bad targeting. So you're just gonna have to get around that by just, you know, spamming it. And thankfully, thankfully, they were smart enough to add these two lines at the bottom here. <laughs> so uh, it will be viable, at least, I believe. Now, is this going to do enough damage to kill, like, T4 Jirla? I have no idea. But I really like this line. This line's great. Because one of the biggest problems with Infernal Shade is to make it deal damage, you have to grab these nodes that hurt you significantly, i.e., like, reduce the amount of AoE you have, and this helps a lot right here. And I really do think that this build is viable and can do some stuff, because what you do is you just play the zombie build, you just put red shades on your zombies, which will... You know, refresh your infernal shades, which have really low duration, so you can re keep refreshing them. Yada yada yada. Is that going to have enough damage without access to uh, to death seal though? Like, well, if you, you have, just use, if you have dread you shade. Use dread, you shade. dread shade is one of the most powerful, like 
Like, Dreadshade is one of the best buffs in the entire game because it has this nice little feature where you get buff effect per missing health on the enemy or the minion. And since your minions are constantly going to zero health and all that, or because the Dreadshade, the Dreadshade will be constantly ticking them, you'll be constantly getting a bunch of more damage because of that. Sadly, after the nerfs, it's not as strong. It's not as strong as Destial anymore. But it's good enough that this right here, this line specifically... You can get like five dread shades. That's another hundred flat fire damage. The biggest thing that's going to keep this build from being a thing is specifically the targeting because you'll target a minion, you'll hit the dread shade on the same minion, and you're just going to be angry about it and you're just going to quit the build. So that's the only problem I foresee with this. And hopefully, EHG is listening here. Oh, I hope you are. Hey. Please make it so that we can. You know, it doesn't retarget on the same target every single time for no reason. Okay, well, before this stream becomes a uh, a bug report for, I'm trying to fix the uh, the issues. <laughs> I mean, that's not a skill. bug. It's just it's just annoying. <laughs> I want to talk about um, the other unique items that were pulled up here as well. So I guess we have we have a full first. list. We're using we're using Tunk Labs website here, and what I what I wanted to use part of this stream today to talk about was. How how do you look at one of these new unique items and just like evaluate it? Like some of these things have really strong effects, but if you have like the context of everything else going on in the game, you can decide like I can use this for this. This fits in an existing build. This enables a new build altogether. How how do we go about doing that? You got some examples? Do we go about for doing us? it. Well, just choose one. What do you what do you want to see? We have a Let's lot see. Here. I I get to choose. Yo, you know what? I <laughs> I know exactly what I want to talk about. Pull up the quiver. Pull it up. I I'm ready to be said. <laughs> I don't know if you watched my video, but I made a joke about this quiver. Uh, I was so excited to use this quiver. So I guess just just real quick, it looked like this quiver was going to have some different text on it. It was going to have like uh, double your shock chance, and once you apply twenty shocks to an enemy consume all those shocks and you get like crit multi or something there was gonna and be you so convert much cool it stuff into like frostbite or whatever or yeah i i had some awful ideas planned for doubling my shock chance so instead of that enormous brain contraption we have this so this is a quiver that gives us both throwing attack lightning flat damage and bow attack lightning flat damage how how do we make heads or tails of this well, the biggest problem with this build is it says your next attack. And that has a lot of implications. That means to play this properly, at least for single target, for clear, you won't have just pretty much for clear, just completely ignore this thing. But like for single target specifically, you want this for damage for single target. You would use a throwing attack, let's say like Umbral Blades or something, and then you'd use or Shurikens. Yeah, I think, yeah, no, no, you have to use shurikens, get the lightning node, throw shuriken lightning, and then use, like, your detonating arrow or whatever. And the biggest problem with this is not only is detonating arrow the only lightning, like, bow attack in the entire game, uh, that means that you are constantly doing one, two, one, two, one, two. And the problem with that is not only do you need to build throwing attack speed to make that feel good, and bow attack speed. 
You have to no. It, it says self cast. It says when you use one, Isengard. Isengard asks a good question. Cast it and not proc'd off shift. Yeah, you can't proc it off shift. That doesn't work like that. Sadly, otherwise this would be a lot more usable. So, the biggest problem with this whole entire quiver is, imagine yourself playing the build. Right. Let's say you're playing this magical pony build with like Zuriel's Hunt, and you're casting your shuriken. Then you're attacking with your, uh, you know. Attacking with your got a one, two, one, two, sure. yeah, one, two, one, two. Wouldn't you just do better damage if you just had a good quiver and just kept spamming detonating arrow instead? Wouldn't you just do more damage that way? And that's the problem with uniques like this is this needs to be more damage than just doing the same thing but without the throwing attack. And the problem is. They want you to play like this kind of hybrid throwing attack hybrid, but I'm going to be honest with you, shurikens freaking suck right now. So it's like, why would you ever do this with shurikens? Like, not so to be you, mean, you, like, you could use like, what, what about a cooldown detonating arrow? There are some nodes in, in detonating arrow that give it a cooldown. You could, you could like shoot one big hit, like consumes a bunch of mana, and then you could back off, use one throwing attack, and then go in for another big bow attack. You could do that. But then you could also just play regular detonators. Okay, I'm with you. I'm just I'm brainstorming if here. This said 52% more lightning damage, then we would have something here. The problem <laughs> is lightning penetration really isn't all that good of a stat because shock exists and shock is good. And so for reference on a boss, you're gonna get to like 40% shock because you're playing a detonator build. And this is only doubling that. So this isn't as good as you think it is. This isn't just 50% more damage. This is more like 25% more damage in the grand scheme of things. And to sacrifice a quiver, to sacrifice your quality of life, to have to spam a throwing attack every, so, every single time you want to use your detonating arrow, it's not good enough. But you did bring up a good point that I think that cooldown idea is, I think, the way to go with this. My biggest problem with this is there's no way currently to convert Hail of Arrows to Lightning, and that's where this would see play. What about Electrify? Oh, Electrify. what about what about Lightning damage over time? Hail of Arrows? Sure, sure. Yeah, that, so like, you don't. I it guess it exists. You don't. You don't need to convert Hail of Arrows to deal Lightning damage, but it needs to be a Lightning bow attack. So it needs the yeah. tag somehow. So yeah, I guess exactly. we just need to wait until there's a skill that has the tag, which is that we need, we need like well another unique item that adds a tag to something. And it's like, and when, when you start now, getting to that point, yeah, it's just like, you're like unique item, unique item, unique item. Like, I don't know. unless you're Gucci Paladin, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> so somebody, somebody here live in Twitch chat brought up a good point, sacrificing arrow guard. So I primarily play in hardcore. And when I think of quivers, I think of arrow guard. And that's it. That's the only quiver I think of because arrow guard gives you glancing blow chance and an armor as well. And then you can get it with one or two LP. You get like some attack speed or some crit multi on top of your arrow guard. And that that's the foundation of your defense. I don't want to use a quiver that isn't arrow guard. Yeah, like this thing is this is all of my defense when I'm playing a marksman character. And I'm this thing very used happy to be to use really it. bad and then the legendary patch came and now every single marksman has free 50% glancing blow except if you're bleed hail of arrows, but then like you're bleed hail of arrows and you you're fun, having fun there. Is is this is this the bastion of honor problem? Uh slightly. 
the thing is, what I like, this isn't as powerful as Bastion of Honor because things like Marksman's used to use apostasy, at least the ones in mono. Like, you have enough defenses as a Marksman. You don't technically need to use an Arrow Guard. Marksman was good before Arrow Guard. Block was block on other classes outside of Sentinel were not good until Bastion came. That's the difference. Now, that new shield, the one we'll talk about later, changes that, but we'll talk about that later. I'm now, with you. The biggest problem with this quiver, like I said, the biggest problem is literally just the same question. It's like, why am I sacrificing my quality of life, my quiver slot for arrow guard? Why am I sacrificing a skill? Because you have to spec into shurikens to give it lightning, I think. Mm -hmm. I don't think you can just use lightning and then get shurikens and put it on your bar. Otherwise, that would be fine. And and then what am I doing that benefits from this? Like, what am I actually doing? And like you said, the cooldown version, that's cool. The problem is the cooldown has a five-second cooldown and not a two-second cooldown. And that instantly bricks the idea because now you're just doing damage every five seconds when you could just play detonating arrow with the Drokors and have a bunch of attack speed and do, like, way more damage. Because All right, I've, I've got a follow-up question. Before we move on to the next unique item, what about... What about some kind of build that also makes use of the throwing lightning penetration? Throwing lightning penetration? Yeah. It doesn't exist yet. So you you could like you could use a, a bow attack and then like try to scale both the bow damage and the throwing damage. Probably why why sure. can't we do that? Why can't we do that? Yeah. Because the only lightning throwing attack in the game that exists that is that that exists, I think. I think that's the only one that exists, because you can't turn umbral blades to lightning i don't believe so the biggest problem with it is you're playing shurikens and then you're casting shurikens every two seconds and then you're not playing a blade dancer and you're playing with a bow and you can't use you know sh like a sync strike and then and all of these questions come up of like why are you playing this and shurikens isn't good and like if shurikens was good sure in theory like in theory, you could do like some kind of BV shuriken thing, but then of course, fifty-two percent pen is nowhere near enough to actually make it worthwhile. I'm I'm still I'm brainstorming one more thing then, right? So you recently played the ignite lich that we just talked about, mm -hmm. and your single target damage for that build is all ignite, ignite effect, ignite mm -hmm. duration, elemental damage of time, things like that. And then for your clear speed, you were using a infernal shade. Infernal Shade does spell damage. It does elemental damage over time. It doesn't do anything with Ignite. How how can we think about like hybrid builds? Like what what allows hybrid builds to actually exist? Where the Ignite Lich sounds like a pretty good idea, and then a hybrid build with this quiver here kind of sounds like a bad idea. Is because it is mainly because Hungering Souls does so much insane, obscene damage. Like it is so over the top that. It allows you to cut damage and focus on your clear. And the problem is, this does not give you anywhere near enough damage on single target. Like, this doesn't solve your single target. This doesn't do anything for you. Because the problem is, you have to be attacking to not only apply armor shred, which Ignite doesn't care about, by the way. That's why that works in that specific thing. You need armor shred, which shurikens, I guess, can handle. And, like, you need to shock them. You need to hit them. And... If you're not dealing more damage 
in one single hit than you do in the first few attacks that you have in this time that frame you take. It just doesn't work. Like I said, if this was just 52% more damage, like lightning damage, 52% more light, like yada, 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 then we'd be going places. Like this 52% would work. more damage. Play, a lot of damage. Yeah. Yeah. But look at how much work you have to put in to make it work. No, I'm saying if we had like the word more instead of lightning penetration. Yeah. And I think if this was haste and frenzy and it takes four seconds, four seconds or something, that would help a lot too because you're going to want the frenzy because you're going to want the throwing attack and the bow attack speed at the same time. So that would be amazing as well. I think what they could have done is just give you 1% lightning pen per dexterity for these instead of just giving you the 40 to 52 and that would be an interesting build around because then you could get to like an 80, 100 dex and 100 pen is way closer to what you'd need than 50, right? I'm, I'm into attribute stacking stuff. Any, any time yeah. that we start talking about like attribute stacking, like intelligence yeah. stacking, dexterity stacking, strength stacking to the get adaptive damage is where they're... The only thing that this like has going for it right now in the current state of the game is it has 22 flat on it. It's on a good base. It's common drop rate literally for a lightning detonating arrow build you just use this <laughs> it's and a legendary like, great yeah, yeah it's a you, just, you, it's, you it's ignore a stat stick <laughs> you ignore the all the complicated is, text and you just make a legendary. The problem is arrow guard exists so it's like you know. all right <laughs> before everything just becomes a stat stick for a legendary let's uh let's move on to our next unique item we let's uh let's right. pull up something do that... i get to choose one? Oh, you want to choose one go ahead yeah, I've, I've got People my next one rolled up on this ring. People do not believe in this ring yet, and they will be very Ooh, sorely. I mistaken. wanted to use this ring for the weekend race. Tell me about this yeah. thing. This is Ash's mortality. Yeah. Oh, this ring is so dumb. All right. So the concept of this ring is it's much like a vessel of strife or a exanguinous in the way where it just covers your ward. Why do I say that? Why do I think that? Well. How many ignites do you suppose you get on a target? Oh, uh, so I, when, when I think about that question, I think about like transplanting, like Goomba stomping mm -hmm. on top of a monster because transplant has like 13 hits, which times, is really good with this ring, by the way, times your ignite chance, your ignite chance is like 300, 400, 500. So maybe like which you five, can turn into a necrotic, by the way, for soul fire, you're going to have like 60 ignites, just like Goomba, boom. Let's yeah, just you can be get very, a lot of ignites off of one hit. Let's just be generous, right? Let's say 20 ignites, right? Let's just be generous. 20 ignites, and obviously you're going to do wield these rings. They're low, low item level, like tier one Cremoris. Like you're going to dual wield like two LP ones if you're okay, going to be okay. serious about this. Now, the way it works is you do not get more chance but you get double the ward. So instead of 6 to 13, it'd be 12 to 26. So rules, still a 13% right? chance if you have two of these rings. Yeah. Okay. But you double the ward, which is all that matters. Now, let's say 26 ward per ignite, because you're going to be using like the best ones, right? You're not going to be picking up the 6-1 or what, yada, yada, yada. So 26 per ignite, and let's just do some maths. 26 times, I don't know if you can see this or not. Nope, we can't. <laughs> I'm just doing the math in my head because I suck. And third, uh, in let's say like 20 ignites, that's 520 ward. Now, 
500, let's just, these spitball numbers, 520 ward on hit at a 13% chance. That isn't capped by CDR, isn't reduced, like, you don't have to, like, worry about ailment, yada, yada, yada. And the ring 12 has- JRF is a perfect example here. I hit 20k ward with an Ignite Spriggan Thorn build. And it's got Meaning cast that, speed. Yeah. What and, a crazy ring. Yeah, it has ward retention, cast speed, damage. Literally, you don't even have to run Ignite for this. You don't. You just run some Ignite chance. You don't even need Ignite. Like, you literally don't. You literally don't need Ignite. Like, you could play Crit Fireball, run Soul Fire. Bam. All your ward problems are gone because your fireball hits like 20 billion times in a pack. And and the thing is, is like, well, Dread, on a single target, you're not hitting them enough to proc it enough. Yeah, but on a single target, you're getting like 100 ignites too, which is way more insane with this. Like a 13% chance to gain 2600 ward. Count me in. Let's go. Think think about this against Jura, where you're just yeah, stacking exactly. crazy amounts of ward or crazy amounts of ignites on the enemy, right? I am under the impression that this ring is not going to survive for uh, launch. In really? Its current state. Okay. Uh, it's going to get killed. Like when you have something like this, it's going to get abused. It's like it's like the 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 what is it called? What's that movie? The one the bench warmers. You know, if you if you make it, people will come and use it. You know, like like if you build it, isn't it Field of Dreams? Is it? What, if you build it, they will come? I don't know. (laughs) Whatever, whatever. Pretty much, they introduced (laughs) one of the most overpowered uniques in the entire game, and people are sleeping on it because they don't think that this number is big enough. And it's like, you need to understand what builds are going to be utilizing this. Like, for instance, Fireball. Fireball can get, like, hundreds of ignites easily. Because guess what? You know the main way of scaling ignite? Wait, what is it? Did I hear duration? Wait, you mean that the whole idea of Ignite is just working with this ring? Like, the whole idea? You could play this parry on the Ignite Warpath build and probably get over 2k ward easily. Hmm. Like, just one of them? And since it's such a low base, it's on a good base, by the way, for this, and it gets an insane amount of damage. Actually, to be honest, I think you just use this. I think you just use this over the new, the old Ignite ring. You just use this, at least one of them. I don't know if two of them would be viable or not, but like, since you can get so much, uh, since you get so much, it's insane. Here it is. Here's a good example. I don't know if if I can like pull it in. Let me like pull it in here. What are you doing? What? Why? Why? I'm showing you the ward number that our friend here. (laughs) This doesn't show up on the stream at all. It doesn't. One second. No. I gotta like. How how much can can you read it off to us? It somebody is, somebody in Twitch chat just linked us an imager link. Twenty six k ward. Also, I don't know why it's not working now. It, it's a small, 20, a small chunk. No, two hundred sixty nine thousand ward. There you go. Two hundred sixty nine thousand. Yeah. What on Ignite Spriggan? Interesting. What well, a, not what Ignite Spriggan. Whatever item. Raven Crow is playing. Hmm. Yeah, like I said, this this ring's getting nerfed one hundred percent. All right, so as as we move on to our next unique, hey, Twitch chat, if you have some sweet Ignite builds that you want to share, uh, feel free to list all of those, all of those in chat right now. We'll take a look later on. After you don't the, uh, need to deal damage if you're immortal. I, I, I like damage. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I get what you're saying. I want to pull up our next unique item. 
And, uh, and I want to talk about like how we determine whether this fits in the build. So everything that we're talking about now, these are all the new uniques that are pulled up from 085D. Most of these come from the new dungeons. Some of them are global drops as well. So let's talk about, can you, can you scroll down on that list there? Let's talk about Vion's Chariot. I'm let's, already playing with this. Let's, let's pull open this pair of boots right here. And let's talk about like, you look at this, what are the first builds that come to mind? And how how do you figure out whether a build wants this, can use it, can afford it, things like that? Uh, first thing off, you want to use a skill that has a cooldown and does a lot of damage, a movement skill. So, off the top of my head that I know of, surge, of course, like that's the obvious one, and then of course, maul. People don't know this. Maul is a movement skill. Hey, guess what? Void cleaves a movement skill too. And a lot of damage skills, for Void Cleave. Void yeah, Cleave already it, does a lot of damage. I know, and you can play, and you can get, like, uh, you can get a crit chance on a, on a sword now, the sword, Eternal Eclipse. So it's like, that build's gonna be dumb. But the reason why these boots are so good is because a lot of these movement skills are capped by cooldown. Thanks, EHG. So, <laughs> it actually works really well with them. The biggest problem with these boots, I'm gonna be honest, is currently how you get them. These these are a drop from tier two. No, this is this is tier. No, they're they're all tier they're four, right? All tiers, but it goes up to thirty six percent chance on the Sentinel boss, and it may not seem like it here, but this has a level ninety legendary potential, meaning that this is to get LP on this. It's as rare as like maybe like like a Wings of Argentus. Whoa. Okay, so we're not really gonna get one of these with LP. Uh, you can, it's just not currently in the current state of the game and how you actually get these. Also, Holy crap. Uh, NerdHerd, you actually bring up a good point. He's using it for Warpath. Does this actually work for Warpath? Like, do you get the more damage the whole entire every, time? Every three seconds, your next movement skill deals more damage. Like, is that so on, seriously how this works? Because I think channeled, that's ridiculous. Unchanneled Flurry is a rogue. Whenever you have something like this, like there's a, there's coated blades, yeah. the thing that consumes mana and gives you more damage in the base rogue tree. That works across the entire duration of your channel. I would they expect this to work on that, Warcraft right? as well. They must yeah. have thought of that, right? There's no way that they... Okay, now I have to go test Just later. a pair of boots with 40% more damage. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, you can't get any LP on it currently, so it's like whatever. Well, realistically, so may maybe maybe they 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 did this on purpose. <laughs> hmm. I want if you used a movement skill recently, if you started channeling recently. I every time that I think about channeling skills, I want to put the word recently on it because recently would encourage you to not just warpath through the entire map. I, I'd like to have yeah. more of the word recently in the game. Hmm. So I want to back up just for a moment here. So you were talking about uh, obtaining this pair of boots. So Vion's Chariot drops from the Sentinel, the Forge Guard guy, in the Arena of Champions. What did you say about, a th you said 36% something something? Okay, so the currently the way it works in the Arena of Champions is the Uniques, they have a chance to drop from the boss that they're associated with. Like, for instance, this the Sentinel, yada, yada, yada. The reason why... They did this is because, of course, you know, you could easily target from these otherwise. And it goes all the way up for tier four, like 36% chance, and it's like a 30% chance at tier one. And the problem with that is if you're to do the math, you have three bosses, 
and it's like a 36% chance. It is very close to a 1 in 9 chance of just getting the unique you want. Just getting the unique you want. That's not even taking into account LP, the level 90 LP on these boots, or it's a lot easier for the other ones. That's not even taking account in any of that. And if you've played Last Epoch recently and you've played in the Arena of Champions, you know that the Arena of Champions is an absolute slog without this fact. And now, if you want an LP Valence charge, like, you're going to have to, like, like what you're going to have to do is take a pillow and, like, just sleep while you're doing it, <laughs> find a build, and you're just going to, like, this is, like, RuneScape levels of grinding. And so I don't it's, know so it's, it's, it's one in three to get the right boss to show up, and then it's and about then, one in three to get the actual item to drop, and then it's whatever number beyond that to get it with LP. How long does one loop take? Like, to, to do Arena of Champions Tier 4... Just to like attempt to get this pair of boots. Is, I that, is looked, that five minutes? Is that 10, 15 minutes? I think it's 10 to 15 minutes at least. It depends on the build, but at the same time, it's like you are hard, hard stopped by, mm -hmm. you know, how much things spawn in the arena. Can we get like, you know, vampire survivors, they have a mode called hyper mode where like everything gets movement speed. Can we have like a hyper arena of champions mode and just like so we can speed through this and blitz this stuff? Because like, like it's not even like as though Arena of Champions is hard. The bosses are like are hard enough, but the stuff up to the Arena of Champions is just like it's it's weird. It's like, you and I have talked about this before. Whenever we discuss uh, dungeon or so not dungeon, but uh, but arena. So arena in monoliths, the the monsters spawn even if the other wave isn't done. Like you you will running. you will get an influx of monsters no matter what. Whereas in Arena, and then specifically also in like Arena of Champions, you're not going to get extra mon monsters spawning until you kill uh, the second to last monster to spawn the next wave, right? Yeah, and this is also on top of the fact that just the, just the rewards for Arena of Champions isn't that great either for how much time you spend. Because like, for instance, like, like, for instance, it takes forever to do like a Soulfire Bastion. But at least you get rewarded, especially now that we have uniques for it. Like, T4Jurla takes a while, but you get rewarded, and it's a really rewarding. Like, all these things, like, sure, they take a while, but they're definitely worth your time. Uh, maybe not, you know, the Lightless Arbor, but we'll get into that later in another time, probably. But it's like, it's not even worth your time to even grind the thing by itself. So now it's, it's, it's like it's interesting to me that it's not a guaranteed drop. It's only thirty six percent chance. I wonder if there's going to be like more uniques. They later actually on talked about that. that. They actually oh. confirmed that they wanted to put a lot more uniques into okay. the game for them. They confirmed that. I'm, I'm scrolling up and ask the devs here to see if I can find it. It's probably here soon. But they definitely did. Ex they definitely did uh, confirm that they plan on adding more uniques and if that's the case then this won't feel as bad here it is i found it i'm gonna link it in chat here and bring it up on screen sure thing so this seems like exactly the kind of thing that that is going to happen in a beta game where it's like this is this is a growing pain right we're gonna yeah. have better rewards later on we're gonna have more uniques and it'll feel better to grind this over and over to get the item that you want whereas yeah. right now it's pretty binary you either get it or more often than not you just don't and the thing is, what I like about this, actually, is this gives the Arena of Champions purpose. The Arena of Champions, right now, like, their rewards are pretty lackluster, but 
if you keep throwing uniques like this into the mix for all the rogues, I mean, all the champions, then heck yeah, it's worth farming. They're really <laughs> strong items. They're just kind yeah. of boring to get. Yeah, it's just like, well, <laughs> outside of the belt. <laughs> but yeah. I don't know what the belt is. Can we pull up the belts? You want to yeah, move on to the next one? The belt. I show me, be show me the belt. Disappointed today. No, I'm joking. I I took joking. I took I took Wednesday off and I wasn't streaming during that time. And Wednesday was when all the uniques dropped and when 085D the patch dropped and the patch notes as well. It's like I'm I'm like one day behind on everything to knowing you know items nerd. by name. What is what is this? What's this unique belt here? All right. So the ideology of this unique belt is you just play Thorn Totems like you were anyways. And then you just give them a bunch of spell lightning damage each time you summon a storm totem. The problem is, it's when you self-cast it. It doesn't work with the relic, which would have been cool. And the problem with this is, the main problem with this is, like, it's a permanent buff, but how long do your thorn totems last, Perry? How, how long do you think I mean, you're going to resummon them. Unless you're on a boss, you're just going to resummon them constantly, right? Yeah, and the problem is... You lose the buff when they get resummoned. So it's like you summon one storm totem, they get the 24 extra flat and then like extra damage. But then you're playing a shaman and you're not playing a spriggan form because you can't self cast the storm mm -hmm. totem in spriggan form. And then then you're just kind of sad that you're playing a shaman totem build and it's just like. Now, the thing is, this, this unique is great right now because you can use it with, like, the Thorn Totem hit stuff and get a bunch of flat. But that's more of the, the poison hit damage node being insanely OP than this belt being good. I'm, I'm willing to sleep on this belt. Just, like, set it aside for a bit. Like, maybe you get a yeah. 1 LP, just kind of set it aside. Well, and my eventually, thing is, well, when, like, Shaman's going to get updated at some point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Something's going like, to happen with that. Totems eventually. are just going to get reworked eventually. So it's like, that's kind of what I thought of when I saw this. I'm just like, this will be great when Thorn Totems don't have a five-second duration. Eventually, one, one of the things we talked about for, uh, for Summon Storm Totem is just, if I could summon two of these at a time, I would play it all the time. It looks great. It's got big AoE. It's so got, like, enough better. damage. That seems fine. But, like, only having one is, like, it, only having one and being locked behind Shaman with the incredibly not interesting mastery choices uh, available to you beyond the halfway point. It's and like, it's made even worse with this belt. Because it's like, now you really want that extra storm totem. <laughs> there's, there's just not much there. All right, let's, let's move on to our next item. I've, I've got one that I want to choose here, okay? So there are, there are items in the game that will never have, uh, what is it, legendary potential on it. So there's two at the very beginning of the game. There's a pair of gloves that give you some Ellie Leech called Avarice. And then there's a amulet called uh, Gambler's Fallacy. There's one other item called Okirian Petals. We'll talk on that one too. That's just one that can give you some, uh, some like, help for like a fizz spell that you cast. Especially if you're going crit. So all of a sudden, all three of these, kind of, can have LP. And I think this one's the most important one. This Soul Gambler's Fallacy. You can have the permanent crits. Every once in a while. So plus 100 critical strike chance if you've not dealt a crit recently. And all of a sudden, you can get this thing with LP on it. I think this is a big game. Yeah, I agree. So if you're playing any build that like crits, like that does one really, 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 really big hit, like every four seconds, like insanely big hit, like judgment levels, like 200 million, whatever shenanigans. Sign me up for that. 
Yeah, that's where this is useful for. Now, the thing is, now you can get LP on it. It just makes it into a better item, which it was already almost good enough to be used. And now it's like, oh, I can get crit multi on this thing, which already has crit multi and damage and resistances. So I, you know, and if I'm not a paladin, I'm not out of resistances because I'm wearing this because, you know, the amulet slot's really important. So it's like, there are plenty of builds that can use this. And this, this thing, this saves you, like, I think four points on uh, Smelter's Wrath. Does that mean it'll make Smelter's Wrath good? No, but you, it helps you. Uh, <laughs> and uh, there are plenty of things you can use this for. Specifically builds that use uniques like uh, like the, the axe. Like, what is it called? Uh, Apathy's Maw. Mm -hmm. Stuff that just doesn't have base crit and you don't want to build base crit. Stuff like that. Earthquake could use this. There are so many builds that could actually use this and actually functionally use it and deal enough damage to you know merit doing this because the problem is like we said earlier with zerials right with the if, quiver yeah yeah the quiver is if you're not doing enough damage within those few whatevers right this few seconds then it's not worth your time now the beautiful thing is soul gambler's fallacy allows you to build into crit without having to take crit and that alone is enough to enable this item because now all of a sudden all of your prefixes are damage prefixes. You get to use the biggest hunk of meat on your weapon in the entire game. And what this will be good for, what this will be insanely good for, is something with like maybe a Veon's Chariot here because as you noticed, this has a recently, which is four seconds, and Veon's Chariot is three seconds. So you'd use this with like a Maul Werebear or, for instance, Void Cleave, and you use, what, an Eternal Eclipse? Wait a second. An Eternal Eclipse also has like a three-second cooldown. So what you're saying is you're only ever using this every three seconds? All of a sudden, this goes from bad to insanely good. I like, so I like, like the brainstorming session that we already have going on. Like I wanted, well, yeah. I wanted to talk about all of these unique items and think about well, do they fit into existing builds? Are they, do they enable new builds? Gambler's Fallacy is a good item. It just never could get LP. Yeah, like, yeah. I think there's someone in the Discord. His name is Gambler's Fallacy Legendary Potential, please. And it's been a big meme for so long that now that we have it, it's like, wait, there are things you can do with this. Like, you could play I, Meteor as well with this. I, I want to play. I, I've, I've heard, like, people tell me these whispers of a judgment build that attacks, and it's like this huge combo. You do, like, you do this and then this and then this and then this and then you judgment with your soul gambler's fallacy every four seconds and it does a billion damage. And then you hit that. like I one want to deal a billion on the damage. Screen, then you hit like one pixel on the screen, then you're sad. I'm gonna deal so much damage to that one pixel. It's gonna be like R slash yeah. places all over again. Yeah. The all right, problem let's... is <laughs> continuing. Yeah, let's continue on. <laughs> let's let's move on to our next unique item here. Do you have uh, do you have one in mind? Oh, uh, I can choose one. Cool. Ooh, yeah, I've, I've got mine. I've got my next one selected already. Let, let's see if you pick mine. Let's talk about this confusion of a mess. All right, Pyre of Affliction. This is a two-handed axe. I think this is. It's got by a cool far, implicit. This is the coolest unique they have ever introduced. Whether or not this finds a home, this is the coolest unique they have ever introduced in the entire game. And this has 3D art, right? It does, does it? doesn't it? Yeah, I think it does because it's its own base type. So yeah, and. The reason why I really like this is because there's so many different uses. First things off, it has more flat than a two-handed staff. 
It does. Max roll is a 120, it, but it's fire and necrotic, I guess. And it's not a, it's not a sorcery stat that like increases your mana cost or whatever mm-hmm. it's called. Now, the only problem is you have to deal with the ignite on kill, but like, ignite yourself. But then you can turn it into damned and damned lich, uh, damned. What is it called? Damned death seal lich could use this as well. And but the problem is you need like uh, you need crit somewhere else, like a, probably like the helmet, the base crit helmet or whatever. Now. The reason why this is so strong is damn doesn't do that much damage to yourself, thankfully. Damn just doesn't do that much damage, as you've noticed, as you've played some damn builds. So you can just turn it to damned and you're fine. And that actually helps you with Death Seal because you get more damage per damn stack. Uh, and of course, you get increased effect of damned if you ever wanted to play a damn build. This is pretty much what you're shoehorned into, sadly, which I don't like. But. Like, if you're just playing a build that, like, can handle this part, if you can just handle this part and get a good LP one, which I don't think would be possible because it's tier 4, 76, but, like, whatever. We're, let's just say that, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This could be insanely strong. And, of course, of course, we can't really talk about this. This is, like, what we're talking about, like, with sets and stuff. This is a good example. Go on. Mr. Emulator's Ablation, come in here, buddy. Oh, here's so, here, here's the one that I wanted to talk about. Yeah, well, I mean, we're talking about these because they're pretty much a set. But the beautiful thing about this is, you know how we, we're talking about sets be nice if they're usable without each other? True. Just make sets into unique items. That's it. There you go. Solves the whole problem. Now they can be used by themselves. <laughs> now, I, I kind of like set items existing in the game. I, I think, oh, no, I like, agree. Every every time we talk about sets, I bring up Ferrobor's set. Like there's yeah. a Ferrobor's persistence yeah. and Ferrobor's like the ring as well. So the the dagger and the ring for that set, they had to do with totem and some crit stuff. Yeah. And they're each individually strong. And the ring in particular has like tier eight intelligence on it. So yeah, I like using, using that set as like my example of the direction that I would want to see set items go. The you thing can is, have these... huge stats on it, like big armor and big intelligence, bigger than you could ever even get a tier seven, but it's not ripe for an abuse uh, abuse case because it can't just be a legendary father. The thing so is, I, I kind of like where set on here. They could have easily made this a set and these would still be usable. That's the funny part. So what, what's going so on? Powerful. What's going on with the belt here? Let me let me see this. The belt. Here you go. So it's ignite chance to ignite yourself when you use a fire necrotic skill up to a hundred percent chance. Okay, and then I think so. We have adaptive spell damage for fire necrotic skills per stack of ignite on you. So we're stacking up a bunch of ignites. It works well with the uh, with the axe. And so these Frenzy. are the only two ways in the way in the game to ignite ourselves, right? There's nothing mm-hmm. else. Hmm, okay. Yep. There's no like these are the only ways. Out there. Uh, yeah, that's the only way. I think. Yeah, it's okay. definitely the only way right now. These are the new only ways. I think. Uh, I think so. Yeah, because the ring doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so to me, the reason that this belt sticks out is I often find myself wanting just like a little bit. One more exalted cast speed roll. One more like exalted attack speed pair of gloves, even though I can't get more attack speed than just like the gloves. So how do I get more attack speed in a build? Well, if, if I'm playing Primalist, I get to use Maelstrom, which is great because it gives me access to Frenzy. But Frenzy itself is not widely available. It, it's not Especially something for Acolyte. Every, yeah, it's like, where where do I get Frenzy from? So all of a sudden, like you you could make this belt work in a lot of places all of a sudden. Just to yeah. give yourself frenzy. I mean, yeah, just fre- frenzy with like some LP on it. It's forty six. I don't know what the legendary potential is. Let me check that real quick while you continue. 
like this line right here just enables entire build archetypes right there. Four to six adaptive spell damage for fire and necrotic skills per stack. Vignata. Oh, it's 46 legendary potential. So yeah, you can easily get like a two LP one and you don't even need to put cleanse on it. <laughs> That's you don't even need to put cleanse. I, I like the cleanse there. So, so cleanse is supposed to be like, I, I think it's supposed to be a downside for the belt, right? We're like, if, if, if you get in a spooky situation, you need to cleanse yourself. And all of a sudden you lose all the ignites, which means you lose all of your flat damage you're getting from the belt. But like, to me, I'm looking at this belt and thinking, how can I make use of this generically for like any build? Just ignite myself, get some frenzy, cleanse. Because frenzy is not going to be cleansed. Everything else is going to be cleansed. So what I really like about this belt is there's a kind of archetype in the game that I really enjoy. And that's like builds that benefit from casting or attacking really fast, like Surf and Strike, Old Spirit you, play, you like You like attack speed. Okay, yeah, yeah, me too. Cast speed, attack speed, things that scale off of that. And this is one of those items that does that. Like, for instance, you could play like non you could play like uh, i don't know like i guess spirit plague technically you could play spirit plague and just go hard on attack speed i mean cast speed and just gain an absolute megaton of flat damage now i don't know if that's good with the in, in stacking but like skills like that i'm trying to think this makes necrotic maelstrom a thing by the way you know, wink, that's wink, not bad. Carry. I I, I kind of like that. Okay, necrotic can, maelstrom with a new belt. It, as long as you get a hundred percent chance, it's great. Mm -hmm. And you get frenzy for free, so it saves you a point. Like you get adaptive spell damage. You can run the now. The problem is the whole reason why this is any good. Like, like the fire part is insanely good because you can do like elemental damage over time. Mm -hmm. You can do fire aura. Fire aura is great. You get like a fire skill. I don't know. Never mind, ignore fire aura. There's no like no way of like procking this enough. <laughs> when you like, if, use a fire turn spell. mana strike into a necrotic skill, please EHG. But well, uh, we, it's funny, we're actually talking about damage types and like what this what the what the all oh, masteries for use damage this types with are. The firebrand, yeah. Yeah. So we were talking about like off masteries and whatnot, and like you know, we have uh, elemental damage is like primarily for uh like a mage, and then like maybe also um like fire damage could be ignite on a warpath character or like lightning damage could be like smites based damage is fire and converts lightning too so when it comes to like void damage void damage primarily on a void knight and it's very very seldom to find void damage support anywhere else like there's a little bit on a mage if you use some set items or unique items so when it comes to necrotic damage necrotic damage is really like pigeonholed into lich and there's not much else out there until you start looking at you uh, at set items right so it's actually funny. One of the developers brought this up last time we were talking. It's like, when it comes to necrotic damage, could we get like necrotic damage using the Xeric set on a blade dancer on some kind of rogue? But now we have adaptive spell damage for fire necrotic skills, but spell damage, necrotic skills, and like there are no spells that a, that a rogue has access to. Because rogue's entire kit, there are no spells. There's mm -hmm. only throwing attacks and attacks and bow attacks. I mean, shift counts as a spell, but that doesn't do any damage as a spell. Does it have the spell tag? I think it has like the buff tag. Now, what you could do with this parry is you could play Devotion Smite. Go with the minus Go on, mana, okay. Go for the cast speed, 
and just get a we're, bunch of We're self-casting. Extra. Yeah. I mean, what else are you going to be doing with this? But, like, what you do is you self-cast, but then use stuff like, uh, use Smite on Lunge, and then, like, stuff like that, and you'll be fine. But, uh, this is mainly just for single target. You want to ignite myself while I'm playing self-cast Smite to gain a damage. You heal yourself, damage. and you deal enough damage because you're fire, and you just okay, stay okay. fire. And you use the Devotion cast speed, and you just scale as much cast speed as humanly possible. So Devotion already gives you a bunch of flat damage. Do you but want even more dips. flat damage? I mean, depending... Well, okay, let's assume you have a 100% chance to ignite yourself when you use a Fire Necrotic skill, right? Let's assume you have 100%. Now, if you have, like, maybe four casts per second with Smite, which is very possible now, uh, that's four ignites per second, and ignites last three seconds. I so, think like, it's four three times three, default, 12. Yeah. This is, like, another, like, 48 flat for you. It's like, it's cool. And it gives you Frenzy on a Paladin that wouldn't normally get Frenzy. So that's even more cast speed. See, once you start talking about Frenzy, I'm paying attention again. Frenzy yeah. on any class is just like, oh, it's so good. Yeah. It's, it's Frenzy's 20, 20% attacking cast speed, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it's, like, it's like, it's a nice little You chunk. could use Pyre of Affliction. You want, what? <laughs> no, that'd be bad. I'm joking. <laughs> The old devotion, two-handed axe, self-cast, smite, self-ignite build. Ah, yes, yeah. this build. The new archetype. But yeah, there's so many things you could use with this. Like, you could use it on crit hungering souls. Or Okay. Oh, wait! Go on. We, so we still have do? one more topic to cover today. So what, what do you got? What's your big brain souls, doing? Okay. Not single soul. You play Hungering Souls. Yeah. You go for cast speed. You uh-huh. get Hungering Souls to zero mana. And you just spam cast speed. Bam. We're done. That's it. That's all you need that's to do. That's the build? Yeah, that's the build. And you just get a bunch of extra flat. You're playing crit Hungering Souls. And it works crit either for the fire version or the necrotic version. Take your pick. The moment that we can play like Hungering Souls without having to deal with the extra three minions just to get the big damage over time or the big. I mean, you're still going to use that, but <laughs> yeah, every time that I try to build around it, it ends up being clunky, though. Well, you just use the zombie thing like I was talking about now and you just use that and then you get free mark for death and stuff. Maybe that is the solution. I've been using uh, skeletons instead and just, like summoning three of them at a time. Yeah, this could okay. essentially just completely enable like hungering souls is an archetype now because you can get it to zero mana and once you do that you can slam as much cast speed as you because you know that belt i mean that that wand i guess you wouldn't use the wand the minus well, yeah, three yeah, yeah. what cost. is it yeah, cinder song is that the name of it? yeah no, that's not you it. don't have enough flat for that that wouldn't be worth it because you're talking about trying to use the like low level fireball wand that has minus yeah. six mana cost instead of minus three it's, yeah yeah okay <laughs> yeah not that All one, right. but still. So the, there's some more brainstorming left to do with these unique items, but it, it's fun looking at these and trying to figure out, does it fit into something existing? Is it a new build altogether? Am I playing self-ignite, self-cast, devotion, smite with the two-handed axe? This is a fun conversation to have. I want to move on to one more thing for the end of the podcast today, okay? Yeah, what's that? Let's, let's talk about this ongoing social media campaign that EHG is working on with the community built unique item. So I'm going to I'm going to turn off the uh, the screen share here. Wait, so wait, 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 wait. Oh, go ahead. So one second here. Oh, oh, one sec, one sec. Go ahead. Your screen is sharing. 
Yep, I know. I, I'm here. worried. I'm worried, but I'm letting you share. Do, 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 do. So oh, we see Zerial's hunt here, right? All right. So, all right. And <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I had to. All right. So so we're talking about the uh, community built unique item. Last week on Friday, they introduced this to us and they gave us seven days to vote on what we wanted the the uh, the intended base class to be whether it's going to be primalist or mage or something else and then whether we wanted it to be like a two-handed weapon or a one-handed weapon or a piece of armor or relic something along those lines so this week we have the update uh we know that it the intended use case is going to be a mage that's what everyone voted on and the intended um i guess like slot for the uh, for the unique item is going to be a two-handed weapon so uh, i guess <laughs> what where do we want to take this we got two-handed weapons for a mage. What What are your first thoughts? Two-handed weapons for a mage. Well, I'm gonna be honest. I see the pole, and it's already two-handed staff. But let's 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 imagine a world is it where staff? that's not the case. I think it is, isn't it? I gotta go look. Uh, I have to I go look at staff. it. I think it's two- still staff. Oh man, uh, I like listen. Any yep, unique item. That- oh wait, two-handed axe almost beats it. We just gotta we just gotta we just gotta vote. We just gotta vote for two-handed axe. Everybody vote for two-handed axe. This isn't brigading, is it? Yes, it is. Okay, let's go brigade. Let- yeah, I don't <laughs> I just, care. I don't, I don't care. Whatever, we're, we're whatever unique a item. I, unique. Well, who cares? Whatever unique item that the community makes for last epoch, like it's probably gonna be unspectacular. Let's let's be honest. It's it's gonna it's gonna be like a little bit of my idea, a little bit of Dred's idea, a little bit of somebody else's idea, and they're all gonna get hogwashed together and just like it's not gonna be great. So can we at least not make a staff? Like, oh, what a yeah. cool unique item. It's a staff. Cool. Now, a staff is, for are God we making this staffs? for Spellblade or are we making this for Sorcerer? I, it could be either one, I suppose. But I want to make it for Sorcerer because I think it would be cooler. I, I was thinking, so when I, when I was doing some brainstorming before this podcast, I was looking at all the uh, all the base types. I guess outside of bow, because bow you can't use outside of rope. But yeah. I was looking at the base types, like a two-handed sword, a two-handed mace, a two-handed spear. And I was thinking, okay, okay, so like let's let's look at the high level bases, the ones that have like good damage and and cool implicit values and, and text. What's what's there? What what can we work with? So you could Axis? look at like what if what if it's a two-handed mace that a that a mage could use and it's got like oh it's a lucerne, it has 10 base crit on it, and maybe we're using it as a spell blade. So like that's that's a way that yeah. I would want to brainstorm it. Well, I like the X idea. Because I want like a really big cold axe, and I want well, it to like be there, like. There's, there's the axe that has uh that's like fire penetration, right? The radiant yeah, axe. That I think is what it's called. I think it would be cool if the axe, the way it worked, is when you hit something with the melee attack, there's a chance that you cast glacier. glacier? I think that'd be okay. cool. And make the axe look all like icicle stuff. And like when you hit with a, like when you crit with a melee attack or, or something like that. And then you could play like Glacier Spellblade, co- like rock. Like, like a cast on crit thing. That, yeah, it kind of sounds like you're recreating. Oh, what is that skill from Path of Exile? Is it Ice Crash? Yeah, it's like Ice Crash. Yeah. Okay, okay. I don't mind. Or, or you could use a unique that like makes it so that. You like cast ice barrage when you hit with a melee attack or something. That would be cool hmm. too. And you can have multiple instances of ice barrage on you. 
Did you attack with I like the fire skills, aura I idea. I mean, attacking with attacking with with the uh, with mana strike and then casting these big mana spells already solves a ton of issues. I'm kind of into it. Yeah, I'm like looking. I mean, I would say black hole unique, but the problem is uh, they need to rework black hole before that happens. I'm I'm nervous about designing something for black hole because it's already such an old skill that has so few uses to it. If you're designing a unique around an incredibly old skill. The skill is going to get updated, and the unique is going to get left in the dust. So, like that's my, that's my the big thing that I want to avoid. They're going to introduce something like, sh- like a shatter strike unique, and I'm just going to be like, oh, well, don't we already have bloody nib? You know, it's like, well, see, if you use bloody nib, you will have bloody nibs because you're going to die. Yeah, you're just yeah. gonna <laughs> you you bleed way too much when you're using the bloody nib. Yeah, I'm like um, looking through the skills, and I can't really think of anything specific. Well, so I've got an idea and maybe, maybe it's too cheesy an idea, but for the, uh, for the community built unique, the devs have said like, Hey, like we want, we want it to be designed for a specific class for a specific use as the primary use, which kind of implies like if there's a secondary use, if it has, uh, applications to a different master, a different skill, maybe they're okay with that. So I'm kind of thinking, could we get a two handed spear? That has like the fire penetration. I think it's called the Dragon Glaive. Is that the name? It's at twenty one percent. So well, it's I close. I would I would like a two handed spear that has like some kind of you know primary application, but maybe you could also use it as a sentinel. Maybe it has some kind of application to Holy Trail. I think I think that yeah. would be a nice, nice like backdoor yeah, into like some fire, other fire like a fire like 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 a fire aura synergy weapon. Like sure, when sure. you use a melee tech, you gain a fire aura stack, or you do something like. Like maybe like make it so that whenever you gain a fire, like something like that, there's, there's so many things they could do mm-hmm. to make fire. And then, and then all of a sudden you have like fire aura, which is fire damage of time. And then holy trail is also fire damage of time. So like, there's like some weak synergy between those two things. I would like that. So the, the kind of unique item that I want to avoid is like there, there are unique items in the game right now that say like, you know, multi-shot deals 300% more damage. Yeah. It's like, oh, I guess I'll use this with multi-shot cool thanks for telling me how to play the game and it's like i i want to work a little bit harder than that i want to feel a little bit smarter right yeah i agree there's a lot of things like they could do the problem is sorcerers kind of like <laughs> sorcerers but it's like it's just like <laughs> looking at sorcerers it's like what hey, spellblade exists this? you're the one playing spellblade recently yeah but the problem is we have enough spellblade techniques if we Fair have enough, enough. the the like there's so many things you can do with spell like that are already done. And sorcerer, like I, I know we're joking about this, but like I think sorcerer like when that did something ridiculous would be cool. Like an axe that just like like a two-handed axe, like a cold axe that like converted your bleed into frostbite and the Hey Dread we're the plus I'm, it, right? I'm 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 getting some some robotic voices over here. Yeah, so, I see that. Yeah. All right. So I, I know that you want a two-handed axe. I want a two-handed spear that has some kind of like fire damage over time. You want to play Ice Crash in this game. Well, I guess we'll find out what the community wants as well. So I, I, if we can get an item that has a use case other than just being left on the ground, that'll be a huge success. I think community designing unique items is an awesome idea. I, I really hope it turns out well. I want I want something that I'm going to pick up. Eventually, on some characters. Actually, make like a spear or an axe that like casts volcanic orb on kill. 
Okay. That would be cool. I mean, <laughs> you I mean like volcanic orb is a weird choice, but I mean, sure, I'll take it. Like a cold frostbite ailment, like something. I don't know. Okay. And, oh, and then volcanic orb kind of has synergy with like ignite or any kind of ailment because it hits so often. Yeah. Sure. And then like make it like on a 10% chance on boss or something too. So it's actually usable on bosses. Maybe. I, I don't know. I hear what you're saying. <laughs> All right. So I think, I think that's going to do it. This is uh this has been episode four of the Epic Epoch podcast. Everyone that's here live in Twitch chat right now, thank you so much for joining us. Remember, if you're catching this on Spotify or on YouTube, uh, links are both in the chat right now. If you type in exclamation point podcast, be sure to leave a comment or a like wherever you find this so that we know that you're finding it on some platform, whether you're on like Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts or even whatever application you're using as well. So thanks everyone for being here. Dread, thank you so much for joining me again. Yeah, and of I'm course, gonna... anytime. Ooh, thank you. And I'm going to go play a very skeptical build for this weekend's tournament. Maybe I'm going to play some Frostbite uh, Sork. So in any case, uh, Dread, thanks for being here. I appreciate it. And chat, we'll see you next time. Have a great one.